a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. At SLRC, they understand your dream to move. Moving up, moving on, moving your body, moving mountains. SLRC can help you find the focus to define your finish line. As a top 10 run shop in America, they use their 25 years of experience to provide custom shoe fit analysis and offer a premium assortment of footwear and workout essentials. Locally owned, locally operated. SLRC is movement inspired. Visit saltlakerunning.com to schedule your shoe fitting today. This audio is from a previously aired Facebook Live interview with Jay McFarland, where he answered questions about his science fiction podcast, Hosts of Eden. The story is entirely fictional in nature, and there is no relation to any people, living or dead. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome. My name is Jay McFarland. Uh, This is our first, uh, my first Facebook Live kind of podcast thingy. Welcome. Uh, This is dedicated to Hosts of Eden. Hopefully you're a big fan by now. And uh, it's a podcast that I wrote and that I performed. Episode 11 came out today, which means that you can now podcast the entire thing, binge podcast it, if you will. I think altogether it's about three hours, but we wanted to give you a chance on Facebook to ask us any questions that you might have. Uh, I don't know. Are we going to give away spoilers? Should we assume everybody here has listened? I don't know. We're going to have to be careful with spoilers. That's the problem with this story is there's so many uh, twists and turns. It's hard to talk about any of the plot without giving something away. But it starts out with a guy. He's uh, in a mental institution, and he has multiple personality disorder. And one day, a new personality comes out. And this personality claims to be the president of the United States. No big deal, right? Except for he knows things that he shouldn't about the White House, about the administration. And meanwhile, the real president in the White House starts acting pretty strangely. And so that's where it begins. You have to figure out, you know, is this really somebody inside this person? And then there's some other characters along the way that make for some really fun comic relief. So send me your questions. Um, and I have some questions here that I'll answer along the way. Um, but again, thanks for joining us. Uh, so here's the first question. You want me to just go through these questions, Ike? Is that what you want me to do? Just go through these? Or are you going to share with me if we get any questions? Because I can't see if there's any any questions here on the on the screen. All right. We don't have to be very formal about this, you know. Let's just let people see us in real life. Um, Okay, first question. Where did you draw inspiration for the podcast? This is from uh, Christiana. Um, This is a a good question. I'm a movie fanatic. I love sci-fi. I'm the kind of guy that after the movie, I pick it apart. I look for the plot twists and the plot holes. And I say, this could have been, and my daughter does it with me. And we're like, we recreate whole different endings for it. And um, 
because we think we're better, you know, than Hollywood writers and directors, of course. And uh, so I, I don't remember what movie it was, but I was watching a movie and somebody had multiple personality disorder. And I thought to myself, the thought just entered my mind, what if the other personalities inside that person were actually somebody else, somewhere else who had been trapped inside of that body? And that's where I started. Uh, where I ended up, really, I kind of recreated where we come from as people. I mean, it took me someplace I never thought I would go. Uh, but there's inspirations from the Bible in this, believe it or not. I'm also, um, as you know, I have a talk show where I talk about politics all the time. So I'm fascinated in the White House and government. And so I drew from all of those things uh, as inspiration for writing this. And then I used people that I know. There's a character in this. Her name is Shelby. She's a four-year-old. She's trapped inside this body with the other people. And she acts like a four-year-old. And so uh, there are times they have to take her to the playground. But she's on the playground as a 47-year-old. But she's a four-year-old. Does that make any sense? Am I confusing anybody? I think that I am. So are we getting any other questions over there yet? What do you got? Oh, <laughs> the question is, Abe can't go see the president like he said he would. What is my response? Well, you're actually getting into the next the next series, right? Host of Eden. Um, and you're kind of giving away an ending. If I answer it too much, it's going to give away an ending. What I will tell you is that in the next series, the president is involved. Uh, you're going to see Johnny again. Johnny's not out of the picture completely. And um, this journey is going to continue about where we come from. And uh, you remember at the very end, you heard about something called The Others. Um, you're going to get some more insight into that. But And I'm hoping we can roll out the next one. They're giving me numbers like six weeks. I have to finish writing this thing, recording it, and putting it out there. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. Any other questions on there, or should I just go to the next one? Okay. Uh, and again, uh, my name is Jay McFarland. We're taking questions about Hosts of Eden. My podcast, Episode 11, is out today. You can get it on uh, iTunes. What? It's not iTunes. It's Apple Podcasts now. Google Music, you can get it in the KSL News Radio app. And I do want to thank our friends at the Mystery Escape Room. Uh, they've sponsored it from the very beginning. They have a room there. It's called the Host of Eden Escape Room. And you can go through it in about half an hour and experience some of, some of the uh, storyline. Uh, this texture says, what are some of your favorite podcasts? <sighs> I don't listen to podcasts. Sorry. I'm not a, you know, I I consume news voraciously, um, so I'm always listening to CNN or to Fox or to MSNBC or to KSL News Radio. Because of the nature of my job, I don't have a lot of free time to just sit and listen uh, to other podcasts. If I'm listening to anything or watching anything, usually it's news. I know how boring, right? But I love that stuff. I love it. So can't really answer that question. Do you have another one? Uh, yeah. Uh, Spencer asks, are you going to take your idea to a movie studio? Um, uh, heck yeah. 
<laughs> uh, the question is, am I going to take the idea to a movie studio? I would love it. I, I actually wrote this as a movie. So I try and tell the story as if you're watching a movie. And, in fact, I purposely did not write... I don't know if you can tell in the story, but I only wrote the dialogue. I freeformed the rest. So there is no total script for Hosts of Eden. I guess we could, I guess we could get it, uh, some dictation done and, and pull it from the podcast. But I just kind of did all of that stuff freeform, uh, as if I was telling you a movie that you were watching. But are you kidding me? I would love it to be a movie. That would be amazing. Or even a book. But I need somebody who can write. You know, who's good with the grammar. So, any other ones? Uh, yeah, this one says, Shelby is annoying. Yes. No real reason for me for that character. What is your reason for including him? So, somebody wants to know why Shelby is in the book uh, or in the podcast. Shelby is the four-year-old girl. Uh, this person says Shelby is annoying. Uh, she's there for exactly the reason... Uh, that you feel she's there. She's there for emotional connection. She's there for comic relief. If she annoyed you, then uh, then that was part of it. If We have a lot of people who uh, that is their favorite character in it. So, you know, everyone's going to latch on to something uh, differently. But to me, I, you know, when I write stories, listen to me, I'm talking like a story writer now. I They're based upon a premise. And this premise was, what if... There were multiple real people inside of one person, and they were fighting to get out and competing all the time. So I wanted a range of different personalities, you know, to, that you couldn't necessarily control. It gives an element of surprise and, like I said, comic relief. Um, to be honest with you, Shelby's my favorite character. So sorry, sorry about that. I was, I was really sad. Oh, I can't say that. Sorry, that would have been a spoiler. Okay, what else you got? Deborah says, I loved it. Did I hear right? You were writing a sequel. Can you tell us anything about the sequel or season two? So Deborah says, uh, did I hear right? Am I working on a sequel? And can I tell you anything about the sequel? Um, I am. I have the storyline written for the sequel. I haven't written out the dialogue yet. So that's the next step. I'm super excited about the next one. It will be very different. Uh, than the first one. Because the first one, as you know, if you've listened to it, it's all about discovery, trying to figure out where they're at and what they're doing. Now that you know some of the background, and they know some of the background and what they're dealing with, now you have to present these characters with some unique situations. And what I will do for those of you who are on this, who are taking the time on this uh, Facebook Live, I will tell you this, that when I said the others... There are other people who want the hosts, okay? There are other people who want the hosts. If that means something to you, then take it for what it will. And they're going to try and get the hosts from Eden, okay? So uh, it's going to turn into a story about how to keep that from happening, so to speak. So... Any other questions? I've got a question from Winston Wright, the desert tortoise, who I think is Doug <laughs> Yes, Winston. <laughs> says, Did current or historical events influence this, your storyline? No, I'll tell you this. This is from an inside... Um, it, it, we don't have... my, my our, our program director's not listening, is he? Do you think Kevin's listening? Um, 
when I first wrote this story and I came up with the character of the president and I created the international conflict that would be going on that's in the story, I didn't use, I, I think I used Nepal in the story. I used Syria and I used Russia. And then here we are, suddenly President Trump's in the White House, and I wrote this stuff years ago, a couple years ago, and all of a sudden there was this worry that people would feel like I was saying that President Trump was in the White House, and he's acting like he's been abducted or something by body snatchers. So we altered the storyline just a little bit to make it clear that that's not what we were trying to say. So no, I wasn't... um I wasn't going for anything uh, particular when it came to a specific person in government or a series of events. I wasn't trying to, you know, ripped from the headlines. I wasn't trying to do that. I just got, I guess I just got lucky. I kind of predicted the future a little bit. Thanks, Winston. <laughs> Steve asks, uh, this would be great as a graphic novel. What do you think? Oh, I love it. Um, so I... I'm not good with the grammar, and I can't draw because I shake. I don't know if you know this from listening. I have, I have familiar tremors, and so um, I would need a really good artist to do the artwork. Um, we have talked about making it a graphic novel, uh, so absolutely. I, I would love it to be a graphic novel. I'd love it to be an actual book, and I would love it to be a movie. I mean, why not? That's the goal, right? Cheryl Worsley asks, how long did it take for you to write? So Cheryl uh, asked a question about how long it took me to write the story. That's hard to answer because my writing style, again, I can't believe we're talking about me writing. That's kind of funny, um, is to only write when I have ideas. So I'll sit down and and at first I was just doing digital note cards about the characters and the different situations that they might be in. And then I started assigning specific plot lines to those things. But when I hit a dead end, like for the longest time, I did not know. I would say probably for three years, I did not know how Hosts of Eden, this series, was going to end. I had no idea. And so I just let it, uh, I let it kind of just develop in my mind, like work on it in the background. And then this is no joke. One night, in the middle of the night, one in the morning, I sit up in bed. And I said, I know how it's going to end. And I went in and I went in on my computer and and I typed it out. Um, so I couldn't really tell you. I can tell you that when I approached KSL about presenting it as a podcast, I had not specifically written any of the dialogue. I had only written out the plot. So I approached Kevin and John here in the building in November. So between November and January, I wrote all the dialogue, I did all of the recording, all of the editing, and I added all of the music and the sound effects. So I did all of that in about three months. Uh, what was cool is because KSL was getting behind it, it finally forced me to actually finish it. And and uh, so that was exciting, but it was also really nerve-wracking. And I can also tell you that a couple of times, I, I recorded episode one three or four times and I listened back and I hated it and then I shared it with our program director and some other people and they're like the story's good but I don't know about the delivery and well I'm like am I going to do different voices am I going to you know what am I going to do here and finally I just said it's just best if it's just me telling the story 
But that's hard to tell nobody a story and to tell it like you're telling a story. So I'm still not fully satisfied with the way it was delivered, with the way I delivered it. I think I got better as I went along, but I'm still going to explore that quite a bit. So, uh, Spencer has another question. Did any inspiration come from the book, The Host? Um, no. I that's Is that Stephanie Meyer, the host? Okay. Um, I, there are definitely um, some similarities between the two. It may have been, I haven't read her book. I saw the movie. Um, and maybe that's where I started thinking about the different personalities, because that's kind of a similar premise. Uh, so I can't say yes or no to that. But yeah, I can definitely see the similarities. Kira says, when you're working on so many stories at once, how do you keep the storyline straight? Um, so I use uh, writing software. It's called Scrivener. And I basically have a separate file open for each one. And it lets you start in, like, index cards. But for a lot of the other stories, it's just when I have an idea for it, I go in and I write down, I make a note, and then I move on. And it's like you get it out of my brain and get it in there. And then I will sit down a couple times a week and just start stringing things together. Make sense? Kristen asks, what, where did the inspiration for the symbol come from? Uh, the symbol, uh, so the all-seeing eye symbol, is that, the, is that the one? So Kristen wants to know where the inspiration for the symbol came from. You know, for a long time I thought that I wanted to work in the Illuminati or... You know, because all the conspiracy theories are out there surrounding our money, and where did that all-seeing eye come from? Can't come. Where did it come from? I really kind of went to this place where I didn't. Again, I started with the premise. I didn't think I was going to end up in a place where I was, in many ways, rewriting history, rewriting the Bible in some ways, um, re retelling the story of creation. Um, so I really just wanted to look around at things that we see all the time. Or I do watch a lot of conspiracy shows like Ancient Aliens and stuff like that. And so I thought that would just be fun. You know, it's on your dollar bill. What does it mean? You know? What else you got? Uh, we've been over this, but Coleslaw, not sure that's a real name. Coleslaw asked the question. Asks, will there be a second season? And my follow-up question is, uh, when? Uh, there will be a second season. The plot is done for the second season. Um, I just have to start writing out the dialogue and getting ready to record it. Some people in the building have said they'd like it in six weeks. <laughs> so that would be half the time in the time I did the last one. So I don't know about that. I actually have have five or six different complete storylines to go with hosts of Eden. Um, so if they continue to be successful, there will be a series two, series three, series four, I think as many as five. Um, that I would like to tell with this storyline, and that's outside of any of the other um, any of the other uh, stories that I'm that I want to write. Any other questions? Yeah, let's see here. Um, let's see. Is 
doing a podcast different than radio? How was that experience? Uh, that's from Luann. That's a great question. It was totally different. The first time I walked in the, the studio to record this, I had no idea how I was going to deliver it. I told you the first couple of drafts, I hated them. Uh, I played them for members of my family, and they were like, eh. you know, my daughter listens to podcasts all the time. And so I'm like, tell me what you think. And she's like, eh. <laughs> that was her professional response. And so I went in and re-recorded episode one two or three times before I felt comfortable with it. I hate listening to my voice in general. So it's hard to be your own critic and know. So once I had recorded an episode and the people in the building said, yeah, that's good, uh, that's when I started really going after it. And again, you can hear during the during the delivery of the story, I think I get more comfortable. I hope I get more comfortable along the way. Um, and I, I'm excited to record the second one because I think that I will, I will have more confidence. Because you think about this, I'm going in a story, I'm recording something, I'm on a news station, I'm a talk show host, I'm recording a fictional podcast. I was very nervous about this project. I didn't have any clue how it was going to be received. And I really, there was really no one in the building to turn to and say, hey, tell me about how you do that fictional podcast. So kind of new ground for everybody here in the building. And I just climbed into one of these studios here every day after the show and just started recording. Um, totally different. Uh, when I'm on the air doing my talk show, I get text messages instantly with people telling me they love what I said, they hate what I said, they're adding to what I said. I get comment lines. I've got Twitter going. I've got news going. I've got a, uh, a board operator in the studio responding to me. I've got a producer. So you've got at least some level of feedback about what you're saying and what you're doing at any time. I had to wait months and months and months before this was even released. And then after each episode, I get nervous again. I start I start chewing on my nails and I start getting nervous because I'm like, is this going to be the one where people went, oh, you're crazy. Why did you go? Why did you go that way? So uh, that I think that's a great question. I did have somebody mad at me for killing off one of the characters in the if you haven't listened to it yet, I don't want to tell you who dies, but somebody dies. That's all I can tell you. Any other questions? Uh, any celebrities off the top of your head that you feel would be perfect for different characters? I think he's thinking, you know, he's trying to match up a celebrity. With yeah, him. if I could have a celebrity play these characters, um, I can tell you this. The... To find an actor who could play Johnny in this story, who has to be a little girl, has to be a member of the military, has to be a president, and it's the same actor who performs all of those, and the only difference is their mannerisms or their tone of voice, I think that that would be uh, an incredibly tall order. So I don't know... I don't have any idea. I haven't thought about it in those terms at all about who would play uh, which actor or actress. I don't know. Which character. No idea. Anything else? Uh, just some uh, comments from Derek saying, I loved it. Derek Hollinger. Derek says he loved it. Linda Hall says, uh, I appreciate your, what she say? Uh, just 
I enjoyed your story. Thank you for your effort. She said she enjoyed my story. Thank you, Linda. That's it. Um, I just want to take a minute and say thank you to those of you who, um, for whatever reason, you took the time to download it. I hope if you liked it and you want more of it, you can help me out. Um, Go into iTunes, write a review, share it with your friends, tell them about it. If you want to see this as a movie, and I do... We've got to get the word out about it. If we, if you want to find out more about the story, then then we need to share it with other people so that they can they can join in on the fun and we can show people that this is something that is really liked. But I just want to thank the Mystery Escape Room. I want to thank everyone here in the building for joining me uh, on this journey. It's been really fun, and I can't wait, cannot wait to share the next one. So thank you. What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services, and we're proud to help bring you this podcast. If you ever need a resource for information about your home's electrical, plumbing, heating, or air conditioning system, you can find Any Hour Services on Facebook, YouTube, or online at anyhourservices.com.